Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and I've built a set of mathematical models named Sideline that predict various sports outcomes. You'll hear more about the model during the course of this episode, set to cover all seven Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Thursday, June 1st, 2023. In here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in projections and picks on every single game, sign up on Dub Club today. We're giving you like a, a sneak peek of that, basically. We're covering every game on here, but for most days, if you want information about the other games, I have an extra video where we'll talk about that and all the picks and all the A-plus plays today. All that stuff's on Dub Club. A little sneak peek today with only seven games on the slate. So again, if you want to sign up for that, that link is in the show description. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game does not try to forecast it to a T, as that would be a foolish and impossible goal. We take a long-term view in here. Don't get distracted when the Guardians decide they're going to score 11 runs in a game, which we all thought was literally impossible, but lo and behold, it is happening as we speak. That's hard to foresee. Uh, ahead of time, but you know, sometimes that stuff happens. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Because uh, Jared, thankfully for us, we are on the Guardians as they score 11 runs, one of the A grade plays. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't think I'd see the day. Uh, no, and, and we also and we also got a big plus odds winner with the A's against the Braves earlier this week. So I mean, if the Guardians are going to come through for us and the A's are going to come through us for us this week, uh, I don't I don't know if that's happened at all this season because the yeah, A's or, in general haven't come through for us very much this season. Or, or the sky is falling, one of the two. Uh, the yeah. A's they came through for us on opening day. I'll never forget that. Like of all the season, I will never forget us taking the A's against Otani on yeah. opening day. Yeah, that that and winning. Funny and, and and classically the Angels bullpen blowing a great Otani start, of course. Like you know, a, a, a tale as old as time. Because uh, yeah. Jared, uh, we're covering games for for June. Uh, it's oh my god, where did time go? I have I have no idea. I didn't realize that. I I don't. I feel different now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let that sink in, people. Jude is here. Uh, uh, last thing I, I I wanted to get to you real quick uh you know wednesday so far during the day it's been more down than up for sure after we had a really good monday and a really good tuesday uh we kind of talk about the ups and downs and it, it's just always good when we can get you on here or jake on here you know every week or so and and just talk about the ups and downs and just remind everybody it's just kind of part of it and uh, how we keep a good perspective because personally i'm looking at you know we had such a great day monday and tuesday and the bankroll's rising the wednesday it starts to like not look as good and you get a little discouraged you go how how do you keep that positive mindset where you're like hey but look at what we've done overall you know do you look at it by week or by how, how do you kind of be- yeah deal with the ups and downs yeah yeah i mean I get I get enjoy enjoyment from watching the games, having a little skin in the game. And so, you know, as long as I'm just not losing everything that I have, which the good thing about baseball is, is that is almost impossible. There are so many games that the laws of averages, you know, kind of usually play out here. So, you know, honestly, try not to focus on the winning and losing. That's just me personally. But the thing is, is that baseball has been profitable in the wrong way. I've got 
multiple seasons now of using uh, your data that you have and the information that you provide to say, hey, in the long run, this is going to work out. So I don't get too upset uh, about down weeks. Even in baseball, you can definitely have like a down month, a down six yeah. weeks or something. That's not abnormal. Uh, but know that you're probably going to have a good, you know, six to eight weeks coming out of that. So I just focus on the long game. Uh, I don't get caught up in, in you know, short time frames. But again, like you just said, somehow it's been two months already. I have no idea how. I mean, I guess if you're if you're not focused on the ins and out like that, you just time flies, right? When you're yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> when you're having fun, uh, yeah. A lot of large numbers there is. I think what you're referring to, my uh, my statistics students, uh, yeah. you know, some of them should know the definition of that, and and most of them probably don't. That's the way it goes. <laughs> uh, but we've got uh, again, we're going to cover every game here uh, today for you, all seven of them for this Thursday. But before we get to that, some reminders: please hit that like button for YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content. This channel provides way scale picks, A grade, money down plays, return us four units as the risk plus one legal four. So that way we risk proportionally more on favorites and dogs. B grade plays will return three units. Totals are flat bet to win one, unless they're plus odds, and then they're flat bet to risk one. Let's get to it. As always, with the scaling with the picks, take what you like and leave the rest. One. 07 p.m. Eastern Brewers at the Blue Jays. Blue Jays, according to sideline, should be a minus 225 favorite. So minus 189 is an A-grade play for us. This is Kevin Gaussman versus Freddie Peralta. Peralta looked pretty good, I believe, his last start out. But for the season, still has a 464 ERA. And the underlying metrics, so that's pretty accurate. I think he's above average, but not by a ton. Kevin Gaussman, on the other hand, y'all have heard me talk about him. I think this guy's fantastic. 303 ERA, underlying metrics say maybe even should be a little bit better. One of the top 10 pitchers in baseball. Blue Jays offense, fantastic. Brewers offense up and down. And at this point, maybe a little bit more down, especially with Willie Adamas out, uh, at least for the foreseeable future. Uh, so the Blue Jays here should be big favorites. Models is bigger favorites than they are. So minus 189 gets us that eight grade. Also going to play the under eight and a half. Model says 8.2. I'm playing under eight and a half, partially because we're getting basically even money on it. Uh, if you have to lay any reasonable odds, I don't really like the under eight and a half. If I'm playing laying reasonable odds, I'd rather... Uh, or, or laying unreasonable odds, I should say. I'd rather have under nine, but around even money, I think under eight and a half is a pretty solid play. So we got both of those there. Roof at uh, roof in Toronto. I'm projecting it to be open. It should be mid 70s to start, upper 70s to close. They might close it. It's really a tweener case. If it does close, the projected total will go down even more because it should cool off just a little bit. It'll be a little bit of a warmer day if they keep the roof open. Uh, cousin Jared. Blue Jays under, which one do you like more? Or are you going to throw a curveball at me and say Brewers team total under? Oh, man. Uh, so first of all, the Brewers, a team that has played better this season than I anticipated. But like you mentioned, the offense coming back to earth a little bit here uh, as of recent. Because of that, I would prefer to go with the Blue Jays here when you can get Kevin Gaussman. I mean, it's ad nauseum things that I've said on this show multiple times that I've been on here. Number one, A plays have done well. So Blue Jays, you know, A grade. You, sh you should almost blindly tail it at this point. Uh, but then looking at the pitching matchup here, if I can back Gaussman at a about two standard deviations better than Freddie Peralta, um, I think that is a, a pretty good play. I would rather just kind of isolate that matchup and think that the Blue Jays are going to have a really big advantage in the first half of the game while Gauss Gaussman's in and not really worry about how many runs are scored. I, I just think that Gaussman at home is too much for, for the Brewers here. Yeah, I do not disagree with that. Uh 
especially with the Brewers, again, projection right now being projected to be below average, uh, sets up for them to be a tough day to score runs. Uh, of course, the Blue Jays, you expect to score runs off anybody. So uh, again, Peralta is not bad, but this Blue Jays offense is really good. So Blue Jays minus 189 gets an A grade from the model. Also at 1 p.m. Eastern, Phillies at the Mets. Going to take the Mets at minus 165. That's a B-grade pick. Model says it should be Mets minus 178. Minus 160 would be your A-grade uh, threshold. So you're one nickel away from that there. Uh, Max Scherzer versus Taiwan Walker. Scherzer's done okay this season, 354 ERA, but the advanced metrics are a little bit more concerning on him. He's still good either way, but you do have to wonder, uh, you know, exactly how good he is at this point in his career if he's gone from great to just good maybe um Tywin walker i don't think is very good uh, he's another guy i think had a decent start last time out very surprising but a 557 year in the course of the season underlying metrics say it should be in the low fives uh, another big pitching discrepancy here uh, the difference is that the mets offense is better than the phillies offense but only by a little bit versus the blue jays and brewers which is a massive discrepancy there uh mets bullpen Probably a little better than the Phillies, but neither bullpen is very good. Uh, but again, minus 165, decent play, B grade value, worth an investment, in my opinion. Also, gonna take the over eight and a half at minus 120. Uh, projected total is 9.3 in New York. It should be mid 70s, wind blowing out at five to 10 miles an hour. Same question because, Jared, do you like the Mets at minus 165 or the over eight and a half? Uh, laying a little juice there. Which one's, uh, which one's more exciting to you? I, I think similar to the first game, I'm going to have to go with the Mets there as well. It's it, like you said, minus 165. We're not too far away from an A grade there if you get down to 160. So definitely a situation where you shop around, especially as more books are coming out with lines here. Maybe you can grab something that would be considered an A grade play. Gosh, the Mets, every time I think they've turned around, they go on a losing streak. And every time I think that they put a fork in them, they win five games in a row. I cannot figure this team so out true. for the life of me. I tend to – on Scherzer, just because of the track record, I'm going to think that he's going to get it together. I would not be shocked here. You talk about going into June as we get into the summer. He strings together you know, five or six really good starts in a row. Um, just based on his history, I, I, I want to back Scherzer here. Uh, a B grade that is close to an A grade. So I think there's maybe a little additional value there, maybe uh, more so than just a normal B grade pick that's close to a C grade or something. So uh, I like the Mets here as well. Yeah, and it's a it's a great point you mentioned with the Mets. I feel like the Phillies are in the same boat, right? I feel like both of these teams. Every time you feel like you've got them figured out, they go they go off and start doing the exact opposite. Uh, yep. It feels like maybe at the end of the summer, towards when we get towards fall, we'll be able to look back and kind of say, you know, which one, what was the real version of these teams? But they've definitely been a little Jekyll hot, Jekyll and Hyde, and probably because the bullpens yep. are so bad. Yep. Uh, the Phillies bullpen last year turned into a strength. They had arms upon arms upon arms, and this year. Uh, they don't, and the Mets uh, losing Diaz hurt a lot, but they also had a lot of depth last year. They lost a couple of those guys to free agency, and of course, losing Diaz, who last year was probably yep. the best reliever in baseball, yep. uh, also hurts. So, yeah, and I think that's probably why they've kind of been on these runs because when your bullpen's that shaky, uh, every every game is a loss waiting to happen. It seems like, and so yep. when these teams can get good bullpen action, they uh, you know they do well, and and otherwise they they don't. So. Uh, but yeah, big starting pitcher discrepancy here. If you want to avoid the bullpen, you can take the first five. Um, you know, again, without a model looking at that, I'm not really sure what the right price is to play there. 
you know, you have more variability on five innings. So it's things to consider you're playing in a market that typically has more juice in it. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's some downsides in that first five market. The upside is you avoid the bullpen. So uh, there's kind of, you know, a, a little bit of risk and reward there. If that's a market you want to enter into, I'm just going to stick to full games personally here uh, and stick to the minus 165. Also 1 p.m., Marlins will host the Padres in that series finale. I can take the Marlins at plus 104 as a B grade model says basically a coin toss game 50 50. So plus odds on either side would be exciting. Plus 104 on the Marlins. Pretty good. Plus 112 would get you to an A grade. So we're almost a full dime away from that one. Uh, projected total in this one is 8.2. I'm seeing eight out there in the market. So I think it's a pretty well priced total. Cousin uh, Jared, I'm not sure I'm really qualified. Maybe I'm either over or under qualified to talk about this game. I'm not sure which one. Joe Musgrove and Jesus Lazardo, uh, two players I roster in fantasy. So, I, you know, maybe I'm looking at this through rose colored glasses. I don't really know. Uh, Musgrove had the toe issue and has looked pretty terrible for most of the season. Last start or two, maybe getting it together. Uh, underlying metrics are more promising, but the first several starts from him was rough. Uh, Marlins offense below average. If Musgrove is really finally healthy and getting rolling, you assume he can do well. Uh, but Lazardo has been good all season and has pitched really well since coming over from Oakland. 367 ERA advanced metrics. say so that's pretty spot on. Um, and again, the Padres being, a little bit more left-handed heavy. Their offense gets a ding facing a lefty in Lazardo. Marlins bullpen better than the Padres bullpen. Of course, almost every team is, it feels like. Uh, Cousin Jared, Marlins plus odds. Why are you liking that? Yeah, yeah. Let the record show. I believe one of those Musgrove starts was the Mexico City game. Am, am yep. I correct in yep. saying that? Um, yeah, so I, you have to take that into consideration when you're looking at his metrics because because Mexico City yeah, was something. That was bonkers, yeah. Yeah, that, that was just insane. So, and, and even the second game that had fewer runs still had like a ton of base runners. It just seemed like every inning ended with like a double play or like a line drive out or something. I mean, there were just base runners galore in both of those games. Yeah, yeah. So Musgrove definitely, has definitely pitched better as of late, but I'm still looking at and his FIP is almost five. His hits per nine is like 10. Like he just... Mm. He hasn't been the Joe Musgrove that I expected this year. And I'm looking at the the grade that sideline gives him. And so I have to ask you, how much of that grade that he has this year is based off last year? And how much of that is based on what he's done so far this year? Oh, most of it. Most of it's based off of last year. Yeah. I mean, I I could dig into the programming and try to figure out a percentage for each pitcher. But if I had to guess off the top of my head, I'd say it's probably about 80% last year and 20% this year. Okay. So he just hasn't performed what I expected. I think you could probably knock him up, increase his pitcher rating there uh, a few points, and it's probably not inaccurate for what he has done this season. And I think there's actually a bigger edge on the Marlins than what this number would indicate. So I like the Marlins here a lot. If you can get them anything above even odds, anything plus odds, I think it is a good play. For some reason, I've spent a lot of time talking about like the Cardinals and the Padres this year and how bad the NL Central is and some of the bad teams. Are, sorry, excuse me, the, the Cardinals and the Mets about how bad they've been. I have somehow like not talked about how bad that the Padres have been and how disappointing they have been this season. And I don't know at what point we're going to be like, they just kind of are who they are. We're, we're, I think we're all kind of waiting for the, this to there to be this offensive explosion where I, there's been at least, I know last count I saw, there was like 23 games a season where they scored three runs or less. And so the offense you would expect to carry it has had times where they just haven't come through. And so I think against the Marlins, you could easily see that going against a guy like Lozardo. So uh, Marlins, I like them a lot, especially if you can get them plus odds. I think they're a great play. 
yeah, for a struggling offense like the Padres, facing the Marlins isn't what you want to do because they just have so many good arms. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's no offense, it seems like, but lots of pitching. Uh, the Padres, I believe I saw Seth the other day, their batting average with runners in scoring position, and obviously batting average is not a great stat, but just as a, as a reference point, it was like, you know, 210 or something ridiculous. The point being, mm-hmm. they have not hit well when they've had guys on. The, the theory, the logic all the historical evidence that we have would say that that's just a random thing that guys aren't just magically better or worse in those situations that if they were, then they need to be better all the time because they are putting, leaving millions of dollars on the table. Right. right. And so we don't really have any evidence that there's a, a clutch factor that these Padres don't have. The evidence would just suggest it's bad luck, but the bad luck keeps happening. So, I mean, I think it's exactly to your question, like when is it going to happen? And, and obviously it's not, you know, you don't expect to break out uh, this series against the Marlins again with all the arms they've got. Right. But yeah, you have to think June, July, at some point that's offense is going to explode, but it just hasn't happened yet. And I yeah. think that's part of the big thing is they're getting guys on base. They just aren't getting them in. And again, all the, all the evidence we have would suggest that that's going to come around. It's just, we keep waiting and it hasn't yeah. happened yet. So yeah. um, I don't know, may, maybe eventually I do think, I think at some point there's gotta be some value back in the Padres. It's just like, I keep waiting for it. It hasn't happened a ton. Yeah. We haven't backed them a lot. <laughs> yeah. Not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Maybe, I don't know, maybe next week. We'll we'll get back to that. Um, 3.40 p.m. Eastern, last afternoon game here of the day for you on Thursday. Rockies at the Diamondbacks. Kind of lather, rinse, repeat what we talked about on uh, the show for Wednesday's game. Who the heck knows? Uh, Two terrible pitchers. Uh, Chase Anderson, Zach Davies. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. (laughs) <laughs> is this going to be a baseball game that's going to be played there? I'm stealing your line, cousin Jared. Yeah, um, model says Diamondbacks minus 154. So we're taking the Rockies at plus 161. Diamondbacks are at home. They should be favored, but I just think they're favored by too much. Uh, I don't think they're probably as good as they're being priced. I don't think Zach Davies is as good as he's being priced, but I don't love backing the Rockies either. So it's kind of just uh, sprinkling a little bit on the Rockies at big plus odds and just saying baseball's a weird sport and maybe they pull it off. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be a hot day. Roof should be closed. Projected total is 9.6. I'm not going over 10. This is a high variance game. And we usually talk about high variance games at cores because of that elevation. This is a high variance game because with these pitchers, I could really see this being you know, six to three, five to three staying under, or I could see it being, you know, eight to eight in the eighth inning. And it just being a who the heck knows kind of game, because I think both these teams are going to be able to hit a little bit. Uh, but I have no faith in any of these pitchers, which is kind of why we're on the Rockies here. Cause I don't have, I don't, I do not, I just can't in good conscience lay 175 with Zach Davies. I'm sorry. That, that's what I was going to say. If you're on the Rockies in this game, this is a play against Zach Davies in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and he might pitch well, the Rockies offense isn't great necessarily but uh he hasn't looked good so far model doesn't like him and there's really no reason to have confidence in him uh cousin jared there will be a time of the day where this is the only game on so there's that yeah so i have nothing to say about this game i want to go back to the padres real quick their team babbit is 267 the league average is 300 so you would think that the offense will come around at some point so maybe we want to be ahead of that. Maybe we should be thinking we need to be on the Padres because that will turn around. Anyway, I thought that was an interesting data point. I got to thinking. You mentioned their batting average with runners in scoring position. That made me think their BABIP is probably just low overall, and you know it is. So it yeah. is, and and I 
<laughs> back to the Padres because whatever we're here but I, I completely agree with you I have been thinking this for the last week now in my head I think I mentioned on different on a show previously I was like the Padres are gonna have some value here at some point like and I want to be out ahead of it but the number they're not being it's like yeah it's almost like everybody else is with us that's the, I think that's the problem is yeah is everybody else is thinking the same thing and so yeah. that's really where it is about sports betting is it's not about and this is why a lot of times the people who know the games really well are terrible sports bettors because they know these things absolutely but they aren't they aren't looking at them relative right. to how the market is viewing them right. and that's the thing is I think the market is pricing the Padres like it's for sure coming around. And I'm like, I absolutely agree with it. But if you're pricing it like that, I can't get on it. If you are pricing it, like it's never going to come around. Oh sure. I'll be on that side. I'll take the value. But yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's being priced uh, that way, uh, unfortunately. So yeah. Um, Moving on from the NL West (laughs) Reds at the Red Sox, 7 PM Eastern with regards to the side. It's priced pretty well right now. In my opinion, model says Red Sox minus one fifty nine. Closest value pick would be the Red Sox minus 162. It's a little steep, though. We talk about this Reds offense can hit a lefty. And so I'm not really dying to back Chris Sale at a price like that. Um, 472 ERA in the season. Underline metrics say he's been a little bit unlucky. But, you know, Reds hitting the lefty and Sale not being great this season and maybe on the down part of his career. Like I said, I'm not, I'm just not dying to lay minus 162 with the Red Sox. So I'm holding off on the side instead and going to go with the over nine a model is projecting 10.5 in this game. And it's not really because the pitching uh, we're on the over on Wednesday because the pitching is terrible. We're on the over on Thursday. Hunter green's a pretty good pitcher and the model thinks both these guys are decently above average. The issue is that Fenway being such a hitters park and it's going to be a hot night. We're going to start off over 80 degrees close in the seventies and the wind blowing out at almost 10 miles an hour is going to make this, park play even smaller than it already does again the reds getting that boost facing a lefty the red sox offense being above average getting a boost facing a righty just kind of plays into the hands of these starters are good but i just don't see them not giving up runs i love this over nine here cousin jerry tell us more Okay, yeah. So all those things that you mentioned, those are all really great reasons. You mentioned this is not because of the pitching. However, I will mention that both of these pitchers are very similar to me in that obviously electric stuff, good pitchers, both have a tendency to have a few walks now and then. And it's just going to take one bad pitch in the wrong location with after you give up a couple of walks and the ball's going to be flying out. And so I think that's more of the issue, not necessarily that the pitchers aren't good, but that they're both prone to walks and then they give up one home run and boom. Like you're, it's over and you're going to be three, three be runs in a heartbeat. Yeah. 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 And so yeah. then you're going to be able to easily go over nine. Um, this is right up there with the Marlins for me. Really like this play a, a lot. The over nine. I think there's too much value here. I feel like we've seen too many Chris sale games at Fenway park this season that have gone flying over the total. And I think this is just going to be another one of those. And you mentioned your affinity for a couple of the starting pitchers earlier. I roster Hunter green and yeah, uh, just unbelievably frustrating. So many K's. Also some walks and couldn't get a win to save his life, uh, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there should be a lot of runs in this one. Yeah, but, and both these guys play in pretty hitter-friendly ballparks, which makes their underlying metrics look better, but it means they're going to allow runs, and that's what we're talking yeah. about here. We're not we're not talking about what's going to happen in this game with regards to strikeouts. We're talking about our runs going to happen at Fenway. Yeah. 
in this condition, runs are going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, what, what the, the, it's, it's, I think the underlying metrics part is to kind of think about it from a park neutral standpoint and a weather neutral standpoint and an opposition neutral standpoint and kind of look at it and say, what is your bar for average? And I think that's the thing is that in these conditions with these teams and this ballpark and this weather, a good start might be six innings and three runs. And you, you mm-hmm. hear that and you say six innings and three runs is not a good start. In these conditions, it might actually be. We just need to adjust the bar. It's very different than, you know, if you're playing in, uh, you know, 40 degree weather in Minnesota or 40 degree weather at Wrigley Field with the wind blowing in, right? Six and three mm-hmm. is terrible in that situation. In that situation, a good start's eight innings, one run, right? So it's like yep. you just have to yep. change your bar. And I think it's the thing here is that both these guys are good. Their underlying metrics are good, but the bar is going to be, it's going to be really hard to have what you think of as a traditionally good start because, yes. like you said, just a walk and a walk and then one bad pitch and boom, two runs right there. And it's like you didn't really do anything. You gave up two runs. Uh, push protection on the nine is great. I love over nine. Don't have the line of juice even better. So a pretty solid pick there uh, in that one. And then here, 7.40 p.m. Eastern, A-plus play day. Remember, if you want the A-plus play the day every day, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. Cost under $1 per day. Uh, we're still over 10% ROI on the season on these. Going to back the Twins here for Thursday's play of the day at minus 125. Sideline says it should be Twins minus 169. I mean, do I need to say anything else? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Pablo Lopez versus Tanner Bibby. Uh, Bibby's looked really good lately. Absolutely. I think he's a solid pitcher. He's going in the right direction as a young guy, but I still love Pablo Lopez. I think he's the better pitcher. Um, Twins offense better than the Guardians offense. Guardians have used up all their runs for the month of June here, I think, on yeah. May 31st. So yeah. um, Guardians are able to score against Baltimore uh, in a bullpen game, throwing, you know, Austin Voth, right? Guardians score off of that. I don't think they're going to have a lot of luck scoring off of Pablo Lopez, who's a really good starter. Uh, weather-wise, we're going to be around 80 degrees for this one. Wind blowing a little in, a little across. Projected total 7.6. So I'm going to go under 8 on this one. Like I said, I think Bibby's a solid pitcher. I don't think the Twins are going to score 9 runs um, off of Bibby, and, and I don't think the Guardians are going to score a lot off Pablo. I think uh, this should be priced at 7.5. That'd be a lot tougher of a decision to make, but under 8 I'm playing, as well as, of course, the Twins putting a lot of money on that one. I think it's pretty solid investment because jared what do you think i mean i love this play this is my favorite play of the day if i I can get you know laying relatively short odds uh, against the guardians i mean why would one not do that based on what you've seen through for most of the month of may um from the guardians Uh, just looking at some of the statistics i i was you know since we talked about the Padres BABIP, I had to go see what the Guardians BABIP was because if there was anybody that was worse than the Padres, you would have to think that it would be the Guardians. And they actually are worse. 272 is their BABIP. But the thing is, is I'm not confident that the Guardians BABIP is going to turn around. Yeah. Uh, they just seem like they are not very good, especially when you look at Jose Ramirez, who obviously is wonderful. When you take him away, which he's, he's playing in this game, but I'm just saying the rest of what they have around him is just not good offensively. I mean, there is he has so little support in that lineup. Uh, I, I love the Twins here. Uh, I think this is priced way too short. And yep. anytime I can get a chance to lay short odds against an offense that's been as bad as the Guardians, I'm going to take it every time. Against a good pitcher. Uh, yeah, obviously, unlike on, on like Wednesday with, with uh, yep. Orioles situation. Uh, Josh Taylor's good for a home run every so often, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Bell, what happened to him? I, I feel like... It's a good question. I feel like he was a little bit of a disappointment for the Padres last year, uh, coming back to them, of course, and just kind of fell off the face of the planet from what was supposed to be one of the like hot commodities. And I just, I, I feel like 
you know, there was a time when he was the, you know, going to hit 45, 50 home runs every year. And uh, yep. just doesn't seem to be uh, doing what they need him to do for, you know, they, they, they brought him in to really bolster that offense. The offense had issues last year yep. and he hasn't really helped them out any. According to win probability added, he is the third worst hitter on the team. I mean, that's not what they pay or paying him to no. do. That's for nope. sure. <laughs> um, nope, that's all. what you expect from your from your catcher, right? Not yeah. not your uh, one of your big boppers. Yeah. Um, wrapping us up here, eight ten p.m. Eastern, Angels at Astros, and you can remember uh, every game is covered on a video. If you're with us over on Dub Club with the newly added study hall segment today, I'm covering every game for you. But if you want to hear analysis on every single game, uh, seven or six days a week, uh, sign up on Dub Club. That link's in the show description to get you all the games here. We're going to talk about this one. No line out right now on this one. The Astros have not confirmed from Valdez. I'm not really sure why that is, uh, but he hasn't been confirmed. He's the projected starter, according to fan graphs. Assuming it is from against Reed Detmers, a pair of lefties here. Two above average offenses, but Detmers is probably better than his 493 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be in the mid threes. But from Valdez has all of a sudden risen to the third best starting pitcher in According to sideline, uh, no Astros bias in that the model just loves what he's done this year, loves what he did last year. Uh, the question that I have for you, cousin Jared, is is at what number are you playing the Astros? Are you looking at the run line? Like, where is your head at? Model says it should be minus two twenty nine, and that an A grade would be minus two oh four. So I'm just kind of curious your take yeah. on how you're approaching this game, assuming it is these pitchers when lines come out. Yeah, I think that I would play the Astros anywhere about minus 220 or or better, so minus 210, something like that. Uh, I think that's the number to be on the Astros. I don't think I want any part of the Angels in this one. I mean, gosh, it would have to be – it said A-grade plus. Obviously, if it was two, plus 260, I would back the Angels. But, man, it would almost have to be an A-grade for me to back them. The Astros have been playing really well at home as of recently. And you mentioned, I mean, heck, Jose Abreu is hitting home runs now. Um, so anything is possible. Anything is possible. Although I would, I would caution you that the the Astros got to play the the A's this past weekend, so that could artificially inflate their offensive production. But I think Altuve being back is, is also you know helping in that. So um, I, I hope that there's value on the Astros here. I would play them anything two twenty or better. Uh, it's almost would have to be an A grade to fade Fromber. A grade on the Angels side for me to fade Fromber at this point. Yeah. Uh, playing the A's has not artificially inflated the Brave statistics. I'll tell you that much. So, touche. <laughs> uh, I, I, although I feel like if Jake was here, that would be a better little burn. Yes. But you know, yes, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I have what I have to work with. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right uh, with regards to the Astros playing well as of late. Part of that being Jose Altuve, of course. Uh, if they could ever get. Michael Brentley healthy as well, then this becomes one of the better offenses in baseball as it is. It's still a good, yep. uh, very good, not great. I yep. think uh, as it's currently constructed, but uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I need an A grade play to, to fade Fromber. So I'd be looking at, like you said, plus 260 would be the number uh, to back the angels. I don't think we're going to see that number because I think the angels, their offense is good enough. And I think yeah. they're going to get enough respect and read that versus isn't a bad pitcher. Don't let that ERA fool you. Right. Uh, but I'm kind of like you, I'm thinking uh, my, I'm probably playing it more if it's like minus two twenty five. even though I might go into the minus two twenties, uh, your threshold a little bit lower than that. Uh, how do you feel about run line for home teams? Is that something that you ever dabble in that you kind of like look at on these big numbers or you just kind of, do you just kind of roll with it? Just say, I'm going to stick to the money line and, and not mess with the run lines. I would have to see a total at like, 
10 or 11. Like I would have to see a double digit total on a game before I would feel comfortable taking the run line. That's just me personally. I, you know, I know that your analysis has said it's roughly the same in most, most of the time, in most of the time it's the same. I just feel better if I have a team to, to win the game outright, not worry yeah, about how much same. they, they win it by. Um, but again, I, I will amend that if we got a double digit total and the ball's just flying out, like for example, any, any of the Mexico city games, I know that's the most extreme example, but just one case, like sure. Lay or one in, or in, who cares? Who cares? Or in cores or in the summer at Fenway summer in Cincinnati, or right? Cincinnati. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, I personally, I don't know if, if you think of it this way. I like to think of it too, like kind of like playing blackjack, right? That, you know, you got to hit, if, if you're going to hit 16 on a 10, you just do it, you know, don't mm-hmm. yep. mix and match. Not that it really changes anything from a mathematics standpoint. It's just more of the, you're going to kick yourself when you make the wrong decision right. too many right. times. And so right. for me, I, I kind of look at it the same way. I don't like to play the run line because then I start second guessing myself. It's kind of just easier to just stick mostly to one thing and not have to have this, Oh, I should have right. done this, or I should have done this, or I could have saved this. Right. You know, the mental yeah. game of this, it's a grind, you know, a, a sports betting. And it's that mental thing. You got to protect against the mental, uh, the yeah. mental frustrations as well that can come along with this, you know? Yeah. Well, especially baseball where it's every day. Definitely. Every day. It is a grind. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's all we've got then. Cousin Jared, any parting words for the viewer? Want to know what's not a grind college football season. So I don't know if y'all saw that the networks released their TV schedules for the first few weeks of the season. We're going to have some really great games uh, all through the first few weeks of the season. So yeah, can't, can't get here soon enough. I saw that we're starting to get some week zero numbers. Uh, yeah, out there, some yeah, of the sports books. So. Doesn't seem possible, but I guess it's June. So it's June. I I have no idea. I looked at those numbers. I was like, I have no idea. I saw like Vanderbilt's playing Hawaii again. I think. Oh god. Uh, and no words after what happened yeah. last year. Uh, no, no. But uh, so some of these numbers, I'm like, I don't even know if, if this is good value or not. Like that, my my college my college football player based model is like still in its baby stages, and it's like sitting in the closet, you know, in the dark yeah. corner, getting dusty, you know, this summer. Yeah. I can't can't wait to lose money on Hawaii plus thirty eight. On week <laughs> I don't think I think it was like 18 and a half or something. So I think the number I saw and yeah. I was like, I, they're really I think we're really maybe expecting a lot from Hawaii. If that was the maybe I missed all the number. But if so, I think we're expecting a lot from them. Uh, a lot more than what we saw last year. And the the they were playing better. Yeah. In that case, I can't wait to lose money by laying 18 and a half Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content provided on this channel. Jump right into your feed. Be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. Until then, as always, best of luck. Remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.